The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to westwatwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. Everybody's always wanting an update. What happened with that short-term rental that you had? The neighbors, the mayor, mm. you guys, are you going to sell it? Are you going to make a profit? Well, we're sitting here at the Infinite Banking Think Tank for North America. That includes both people from North Alabama and South Alabama, <laughs> Ern, to your point. But we, we go across the street. We go to eat lunch. I walk in. I'm about to sit down at the table, and I look over to the right, and I see this couple from the neighborhood. That's who that was? And I was like, I could go over there right now and just start talking and make them feel super awkward. And I thought, no. How did I, I miss I'm this? I'm going to do it. So I sat down and, and I, I didn't bring it up to you. Man, th- I'm I'm kind of sad you didn't because I would have wanted to maybe serve them something special from the kitchen. <laughs> you know, just a little something off menu, if you will. Well, people are, are asking, what's the latest really quickly on the house? So uh, what we've decided is it is really just not worth um fighting this uphill battle with the city and hold, the holding costs alone for this would not make it make sense. It, nor would it make sense as a long-term rental based on the, the amount of capital we had to put in in order to obtain it. And so it really the only the best option is to sell it for a profit. Well, and we were hoping for a profit. One of the things I would say is our, our wives came to us. We're getting ready to do this big, huge, you know, paint the whole place. Like, like, because it's a humongous house. And both of our wives came in, as we've said before, uh, our wives are way more than we do. And they're like, please don't paint it. If I were to move in there, I would want to repaint whatever you painted. So don't take the money. Don't paint that thing. Get it on the market. So that's what we're doing. It goes live next week. We have it listed for actually a little over 200000 more than what we paid for it. So if that's the case, Joe, then we will sell it for a profit. So anyway, long story short, had nothing to do with today's topic. We're live at the Infinite Banking Think Tank. We're live at the round table with the other coaches. We're getting ready to to take off, go have more conversations. I hope you'll enjoy this. So, Joey, let's pull up our chairs and belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them, and more importantly, take action on your path to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Glad to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy, mostly because lack of follow-through guy or bad internet guy didn't sound as cool to me. 
Enough about me for the moment. Let me introduce you to my co-host, the Italian Stallion. He's got the license plate cover to prove it, Mr. Joey Murray. Stallion, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Russ. Stallion, today we have been in day one of the think tank, right? The, 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 tank the what think tank? The infinite banking concept think tank. That's the right. ABC think tank. That's right. It's a specific think tank. It's a place where all of the practitioners of infinite banking from across North America gather to invest in themselves, to learn about this concept, go deeper and to grow with one another. So that's why we're here. So it's a time to reflect, man. Just we're in the day one, right? Just first nugget, first takeaway that you can think of from the day. You're going to hit me with that right out of the gate. Yeah, maybe it's just like a lesson you can share with the audience. The lesson, the number one thing I'm taking away from this is the book is called Becoming Your Own Banker. Oh. And that Nelson's whole book had to do with being an owner, taking ownership of the banking function in your life. So did you take ownership of anything else today? I mean, you, you're talking about the other takeaway that I had? Well, there was, I mean, the reason that this podcast has been slightly delayed is that we had a detour. Okay. So let's just say when parking in public, <laughs> you should always follow the directions. Otherwise, when you go out to said vehicle in a hurry to get to an, uh, a, a recording of a podcast and all your gear is in your car and the car is not located where you left it, that is a problem. So we walk out there and Joey's like looking around. He's talking on the phone. He's like looking around. It's like, my car used to be in this spot. Like, number 15 <laughs> i'm like i'm guessing based upon the sign that says toe towing toad zone expense, i was like joey did you put the the little tag on your dashboard he's like i got it in my pocket i have the <laughs> ticket it's in my pocket isn't that good enough so joey played the stupid tax today guys that's what that's what this amounts to but thankfully we, mm. we've got other help we have other people that can step in here and, and add wisdom for this, this so mountain. so you don't pay the stupid tax. That's right. We don't we don't need that. So to my left, I got the retiree, the man when we like to call Mr. Catch Me If You Can when he's not out fighting bears with his bare hand or spear diving tuna. He's right here <laughs> dropping gold nuggets, Mr. Mark Carguchi. Welcome, Mark. Afternoon, everybody. Um, Joey, that that was a, a very expensive learning lesson, but thank thank you again for showing me another part of downtown Birmingham. Man, <laughs> you just knew you were in town for such a short time. We had to maximize it. So, all right. So, first takeaway for you, Mark. First takeaway is uh, again that this is not a product, but it is a process. Yes, yes, I, I agree with that. It, we we get to hear a lot about that. From, from the different speakers, they were sharing different quotes and different pieces of information for the book. And that was a theme I, I took away. I, I like that. All right. Let me, let me get around to the right side of the table. The true financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. No problem too difficult to solve. If I'd only known you earlier, brother, I'd be so much richer. Mr. Downtown Ernie Brown. Welcome, Ern. Thank you so much. Isn't it so good to be in person? I love it. We it is so good. Virtual roundtable. Today, we get to sit around an actual square table. <laughs> well, and actually, what Russ is saying to my left and to my right, you're physically there. That's right. Not just on a screen. What a blessing. And so good to be in a room full of like-minded people from all across North America. 
Like sure. we say, what a what a great opportunity. You say North America because we got to give a shout out to our communist Canadian friends, right? Well, we got people from Washington, people from Oregon, North Dakota, <laughs> people from New York, all across North America. <laughs> Whereas us, we're in Alabama. We got people from Texas here from South America. We got people from everywhere. <laughs> That is so good. All right. Is that your takeaway? You want to throw something else in there? No, I, I would say uh, it's great to hear uh, David Stearns, Nelson Nash's son-in-law, just continue to unpack over the past couple of years, just some of the nuggets as Nelson has graduated uh, to, um, to the next life. Uh, just the mindset that infinite banking can promote in a family. And I think it's pretty powerful. Very much so. I mean, here's, I mean, we got to hear a lot of different things. I, my most interesting moment is our, our initial speaker, Mr. Carlos Lara of the Lara Murphy Report. He may have been following that podcast or following that, um, I don't know what you call it, like a monthly or weekly the newsletter. The report. Yeah. The report. Yeah. The report. I said that part. It, he he talked about how at one point in time in his life he actually lived next door to Lee Harvey Lee Harvey Oswald. He, he actually was visiting a friend working on his car, who lived next to. I so you that right. you were listening yeah. to most of it. Yeah, I was thinking like he's the he got the idea. Yeah, he's not the details guy. Yeah, I'm not. I just heard that. I was like, wait a second, what did he just say? That was interesting. <laughs> Tell me about that story. What what was the purpose of his his talk today? You want to share just a nugget or two off that? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll I took notes. Yeah, no, you did. So he he was just addressing just the uncertainty, just the fear, the lack of control that individuals can have in uh, just culture today in society, and some of the unseen forces. Uh, that we think exists, that we're seeing start to move, continuing to take people further out of control. And so just a, a story of, um, yeah, that, that assassination on the president. What are the forces behind that? And more importantly, what can we do about it? And that's a, a portrait of today. But it was also talking about even in Rome with Caesar and the powers in control then, some of the manipulation, the unseen things that they were doing to tamper the money supply. Yeah, uh, that was really good. Any other thoughts on there? Do you think people are tampering, tampering with the money supply today? I mean, that, that I mean, doesn't we, happen, does it? We lived through 2021 and 2020. Any stimulus? Mm. Uh, well, so that, that was the second, the, the second speaker was Dr. Robert Murphy. And he was talking about actually how much increase in the money supply. I, I was taken back when he was sharing the stat from the Fred, when he was showing the actual impacts of inflation, he was showing the amount of debt our country has as comparison to the, the GDP, mm -hmm. that we are over 100% of our, our, of our nation's annual gross domestic product. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And the other part he mentioned was, you know, to hear seven and a half percent increase in inflation this year compared to last year, that sounds like a lot. But when he put in comparison, it has not been this high since 1982. That also 
added a little bit more teeth to that for me. I took that away for sure. Um, Mark, what about something else you picked picked up from Bob Murphy's talk? I think it's it, Bob did a really good job of of stating the facts and putting in some some anecdotal you know things that he's seen along the way. <laughs> um, but what, what what I took away was really what he said at the start. He said, "Look, it's real easy to get up here and just." preach doom and gloom, right? Mm -hmm. The end is near, the sky is falling. You know, in 2008, we saw the wheels come off the bus and then the powers that be rushed in, they started pumping some money in and 2011 and so comes around and there are people going, this is it, it's gonna happen again. We never really reset it. Well, it didn't quite happen because forces stepped in and made some changes along the way. And so there, there is always an opportunity to consistently believe that the glass is half empty. And I, I like this other one too, which it was, I'm going to slaughter it, but it was, it was that, you know, change is inevitable, but it's how you deal with that change. That's a choice. And so you can choose to see the doom and gloom and see all the negative. Um, but when I look back at the last two years, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually going to trademark this. Um, I see the COVID lining, mm -hmm. you know, there's a silver lining on every cloud. There's a COVID lining on what just happened. There were opportunities during that quote, dark period. And I know there was a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. There was a lot of challenge. And I'm trying, not trying to diminish what everyone went through, but there were also phenomenal opportunities for growth and expansion. And I was blessed to be in a position to take advantage of those. And that's why I'm sitting here on around this um, physical square table talk, talking about a digital <laughs> round table. Well, we, we were just talking about that yesterday. And... I was sharing with some somebody just kind of where that happened when, when it was maybe April of 2020, where you reached out to me and said, Hey man, like, I don't know how I can get involved in with this, but I'm just telling everybody about what I'm doing. I'm just so excited about this. If there's some way I can help out in any capacity, let me know. I got some free time here. <laughs> and we're like, well, well, come on. Right. <laughs> yep. Ern, you want to jump in there? Sorry. I yeah. Well, you. we're talking about doom and gloom. We just said doom and gloom. We talked about the government's debt as it relates, the federal debt compared to GDP reaching 100%. I think it's important for context through the early 2000s, that was about 30%. Yeah. So now we're at 100%. And we're looking at interest rates potentially rising. We've signaled that that's going up. Why is this important? Why at the IBC think tank? Are we talking about these problems? Well, the, I, I mean, I'm going to just jump in there for, for part of it is that we're talking about sound money, right? Or unsound money. I mean, the, the, the beauty of what Nelson had taught us early on was the principles from Austrian economics. The, the reality of what's happening around us when you understand the economy through that lens, through that logical lens that when the government creates these um, these booms, there's bust behind them. And so when you can look at that, you can have insight into what's coming, right? And I think that that's what we were seeing is we were seeing interest rates have been, you know, stuck at zero since 2008. But what did we see grow? We saw the balance sheet of the Fed grow in 2008. And I can remember over the last couple of things we've been at where they would show in 2008, how the balance sheet of the Fed went from 800 million to like 3 billion overnight, right? And it was just like this huge cliff straight up. And it was like, wow, like it had been basically flat 
going back 80 years. And then all of a sudden it quadrupled in like a very short period of time. But I hadn't seen the most recent chart that he showed today to show how the Fed's balance sheet has grown exponentially since then. Yeah, well, just just clarify. But but to the point where I'm going with this, I'll let you jump in there. To the point is that we've been over the last couple of years showing how the federal uh, Fed Reserve's balance sheet has increased and how in unison the stock market has gone up with it. And anytime it had a dip, anytime that they quit buying assets, anytime they signaled that they were going to adjust their their terms, what happened to the stock market? It immediately had a negative impact. So if the Federal Reserve is at a point where they can't continue to add on bogus assets, what will that do to the market? What does that do for us? Why do we need to know that? Well, I'm just going to give clarity. It was $850 billion and it's now $9 trillion <laughs> in a matter of, what is that, 14 years. Not $9 trillion from $850 billion. That is the work that has been happening behind the scenes and I love that 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 is the taking the unseen and bringing it to the scene, which is also a theme with infinite banking, right? And Nelson uh, shared this over and over, and it was something that we picked up again today, is that once you know what's happening, you'll know what to do. So that's what I love about this think tank, especially the economic updates, I think are really valuable because they help me to see the things that maybe aren't just surface level everyday things that people are, are looking for. And, but, but the bigger thing was, is again, not sharing the doom and gloom, but what is it that we have within infinite banking is we have the ability to create our own system that is outside of the system, right? The system that is causing all this unsound, these unsound principles and money, we do not have to be a part of it, right? And, and that's what I love about what we're doing every day by setting up our own systems and then creating that generationally for others. Russ, I remember my dad specifically say to me, Joey, you got to go to college. I don't want you to end up like me. And you know what my dad was saying is in order for things to change, things have to change. You can't end up just like me. Well, I think, I mean, we, we, as parents, sometimes we take on the burden thinking about our kids and, and how we want something better for them. And we want to know what will their future look like if I don't take action, if I don't do something different. See, in my house, I'm the role model. You're your kid's role model. And the buck stops with you. It's time to take action. If you're ready to take action, join us at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get started on your own journey to financial freedom. All right, let's jump back into this episode. I think a, a, a lot of what I'm feeling coming back to this one, because the, the last thing I was at was, let's see, last year was digital. Um, I think it was maybe like 2019 was when I came, 18 or 19. I was the first one I went to. And this feels really great because this feels like a, a back to basics. Mm -hmm. A don't forget where you came from. If you've got questions, there is a, a, a blueprint that's been out there and a place that you can find a lot of these answers and help yourself get back to the, the conceptual ideas that got get, get you moving in that in the first place. And that is, you know, becoming your own banker by R. Nelson Nash. And so just remembering those fundamentals, because 
if we, if, if it becomes real easy to get complacent, right? It's like going to the gym. You get stuck doing the same routine. Well, don't forget, go back to the basics. Keep, keep doing the stuff that works. Well, one of the things that uh, you, you just mentioned that as my computer died here. And so my note went away, but it, we, we, you're talking about going back to the basics. Well, one of the quotes that was given during the talk under the basic understanding is you you finance everything that you buy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a topic that we share a lot on the podcast is that we have to recognize the cost of capital. What is that? That management principle again, Joe, I can't remember. It's <laughs> something that I've quoted before. You know, it's one of the top things you should understand when doing infinite banking. What was that again? Some girl named Eva, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Economic value. Yeah. That's a really important principle to understand in finance, right? You understand the cost of your capital. And I, we, we talked about that. But another basic principle was you can never have too much money in the bank, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Nelson addresses that simple thing in the book. He talks about if if you have a place to put money that's going to constantly grow, grow without uh, taxation that you can access freely whenever you want to, could you put too much money in something like that? Never. So talk a little bit more about some of the basic just the, the simple things that were shared today that maybe the person who's listening for the first time doesn't even know what we're talking about. They're interested in the economy. They're interested in some of this Austrian economics things we're sharing, but maybe the concept of becoming your own banker is new to them. What are some of those just little nuggets that were shared that you you think would be helpful? Well, there was, a, a, I think, a helpful piece pointed out in the Becoming Your Own Banker book where, where you look at an average family spending and the small little section that gets put to savings and investing, right? And so we're talking about doom and gloom, everything that's happening in the economy. And somebody listening to this might be thinking, I'm interested in investments. And look at the total picture of everything that's going on in your household as it relates to your need for finance. And you say the bigger picture is in the things that you're spending on housing, the things of of living expenses and transportation, and then that smaller piece of investing. And so I think we, we look at what's going on in the environment. We get excited about investments. We get nervous about inflation. There's things we can't control. And I think we need to rightly understand those things. And so that's why we're talking about Austrian economics and some of the presentations we're hearing. And so what do we do with those things? We observe what's going on. We rightly interpret them. And then the infinite banking concept is an appropriate tool to insulate ourselves against those things and to recapture, take over that need of finance in our lives and then focus on that investment piece. Joey, dive into what Ernie just said there as far as insulating ourselves. How would infinite banking help us be insulated from some of these impacts that we're seeing in the economy right now? Well, I think uh, the the more most basic thing is is when you are building capital in a place that you own and control. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say the biggest thing again I took away was the ownership piece. It's become your own banker. I think I've always focused on the banker part of that that title and thought, okay, that that's more interesting to me. But the ownership piece is the thing that I think we can all really benefit from. And it comes down to this 
my story is a perfect example. When I was first learning about this, all of my money was in all these different compartments, all of these different places that I had very little to no control and no access to. And so I didn't take ownership of my own financial future. I was leaving it to somebody else, i.e. Wall Street or big banks. You were pressing the easy button. 100%. I had disconnected my brain from that and said, well, I'm not smart enough to deal with that. I've just got to focus on my work and making income. And the truth of the matter is, if I was thinking like a banker, somebody who owned that function, I would be considering the cost of my capital. I would be considering pooling money in the, the a largest place where I could have access to it and control it. And then I would have educated myself on what sort of things I could do with it. And that is, to me, that is the way you insulate yourself from what's happening is you become more knowledgeable and you own that function. That's, that's how I would apply it. How would you guys apply? I go back to recent memory. Um, so 2020, right as this whole um, scenario is starting to unfold in front of us and Wells Fargo came out, your um, previous um, employer <laughs> came out and said, Hey, by the way, we're stopping all HELOCs. Period. Home equity lines of credit. Home equity line of credit. We are shutting down that division. And a couple other banks have done it. So right there, a lot of people who thought they could go and access that through a couple of those places, that opportunity, that access was taken away. So you didn't own it. It was an illusion of ownership. Exactly. And we also had small business owners, um, uh, other people that, that needed access to capital and the capital markets were shutting down because everyone was thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be just like 08 except worse. And so there was a lot of fear and shutting down because there was self-preservation by these other companies. Did anybody get denied access to their cash value in the form of a policy loan? No. Joey? Not any, one. Any of your clients? No. Ernie? Russ? No. I know I didn't have my access denied. So those people that had set up a system where they could protect themselves from an event such as that, having to rely on an outside force for access to that capital, boom, they were able to keep their businesses going, keep their systems in place and keep the, the ball rolling forward for them. Well, I mean, I know we were making fun of our friends from Canada. We, I spent some time with a couple of them last night at Top Golf. It's a lot of fun to be around those guys. And we're talking about, unfortunately, some of the stuff that they're having to deal with up there. And one of them was talking about, hey, you know, I, I may or may not have contributed to this freedom convoy, right? And you know, <laughs> there, there's conversations that they're going to go after bank accounts of people who have um, potentially been donors to this. Can they access and, and um, control dollars inside of a life insurance contract? Negative. No, no. So to your point, just there's all sort of craziness that's happening in the world right now that we, we take for granted because we've been doing it for so long. We don't see this like what Nelson said in the book, that wealth must reside somewhere. What better place to have it than reside here in dividend paying whole life insurance policies, because it did provide some of the insulation that you referred to there. I, I think that we, we see it as the core strategy to creating passive income, right? We talk about that a lot on the show about this is a vehicle to getting us to financial freedom. 
through the purchasing of assets that will create passive income, that that passive income can then go back to a safe haven. Go ahead, Aaron. You want to just so I think that's so important, this piece of insulating yourself. You look at what's going on. There's some things out of our control. Here's a thing that we can take control over and insulate, but also the mindset that that promotes of then passing it on. Mm. As it relates to the conventional thinking in the marketplace, which is accumulate for retirement, draw down and let the next generation start all over. Yeah. The infinite banking concept creates a death benefit. Not that we buy insurance contracts primarily for the death benefit, but for the cash value control, that insulating piece, but it automatically promotes this concept of passing along wealth and keeping that insulation within the family down the, down the tree. So one of the last topics I want to hit on, David Stern, Nelson Nash, the author of Becoming Your Own Banker's son-in-law, he talked about the tell of two dads. You, you want to share just a little bit, because when you were talking about legacy, what could be left on, left behind after this, I, he, he kind of, he, he went through it in his 30 minutes. So just give maybe the high points of that as it relates to legacy, leaving something behind, how that does it leave the next generation to start from scratch? Yeah, the the thirty thousand foot view um, that I recall from previously being a pilot, which I no longer am, is that <laughs> one parent did that. You know, saved diligently, did the quote right thing, had enough money to make it through the entire retirement, and then have a little bit left over at the end. But at the end, that was it. There was just a little bit left over. Whereas the other side of the coin created their own system rather than saving into a quote traditional retirement type system saved into a system that created control insulated the cash but provided a mechanism to allow that cash not only satisfy the daily needs of that individual and that family but then have that transcend into not just the children but transcend into the grandchildren and to create, like Ernie said, a mindset and a shift within that entire family tree going forward that they're all now looking at finances in a similar fashion and think about how fast that tree is going to spread out and grow. Mm. Well, I, there was a quote that, that came from John Maxwell that was shared that success is about you, but significance is about everyone else. And I think that that's what I take away from the legacy part to infinite banking is that we have an opportunity to not just see it as me and I'm going to leave nothing to my kids and, and that they're going to fend for themselves. But we can create a system that can put them in a position to bless many, many generations, right? The Bible says a good man will leave a heritage to his children's children. I know it is deeper than money for sure. But I think what we're what we're learning in this think tank, able to be around other people who are, are really wanting to help people. And I think that that's a, one of my final takeaways I had from this event. And every time you talk to someone there, it's not about the things that you might think about what happened in a conference like this. It's not about, you know, the money and how many clients. It's, it's all about the people being helped. People are wanting to learn. They want to learn better ways. Is there mm. is there a way that I can serve the people better? Is there something that, you know, is there a way to communicate this message clearer so more people can, can take action on it? I, I'm always impressed by the level of integrity that the group that we're around. And, it, it, you know, you don't always get to see that necessarily in the, the financial world. When you see movies, you know, Wolf Without Wall Street, you know, the boiler room, you see these movies when it relates to financial services, doesn't always paint them in the greatest light. But my experience in this room, and I've been in this room now for the 13th time, 
is always one of high integrity, one that I, I always walk away more encouraged than I, than I did when I came in. So final takeaway for you, Jeff. I think for me, if you've read Nelson's book, Become Your Own Banker, read it again. And if you are like me, I didn't come from a business owner's like mindset. And if you're working a W-2 job, you likely don't either. Like you probably are thinking some of the crazy things Russ and Joey are talking about on this podcast would take, you know, some psychopath who's, you know, always thinking about being a business owner, but read the book as if it's a guide to help you start thinking like an owner. And that to me, again, I'm, I'm beating the same drum over and over today, but you have to take ownership. Nobody else will do it for you. You have the, uh, the ability to do it. It's just a matter of getting your mind right and to start thinking about how can I do this? How can I do this for my family? And as we've said for generations, be the person that leads the path uh, down there for everybody else. Mark, final takeaway. Final takeaway, there is a lot of great content that goes on at the Think Tank. I think one of the things that really I enjoy is getting into a room with a community of people that are all marching towards the same type of goal and all implementing a similar tool and a similar system, right? So you've got a tool, you've got a system, we're implementing this. And for those of you that are listening to this and those of you that have, that have you know worked with us or worked with anyone, you go, man, why didn't I hear about this sooner? Well, if you can broaden your community and start to surround yourself with those people, you're going to start to find more and more people. So if you haven't joined our community, now is a fantastic opportunity. Get in, get that reinforcement, surround yourself with other like-minded individuals who are all trying to better themselves and really better their community. And so what better place to start than yourself and joining our community? And that's mm -hmm. it. Wealthwellwallstreet.com forward slash community. I love that. All right, Aaron, final takeaway. Thank you. Yeah, we're here becoming better advocates, better ambassadors of this concept. We're learning about ownership, trying to extend uh, private banking to individuals and just props to you for listening to this. We're investing in ourselves at this conference with our colleagues, becoming better advocates. And you are investing in yourself, listening to this to become a better steward of your banking system of implementing that on your way to financial freedom. And so just props to you, gratitude for you listening to this as we're all trying to become better bankers. No, no doubt. We said it before, Joey, that sometimes it's books and podcasts are, are our own simplest masterminds we can be a part of. And maybe it's taking action, as you said, Mark, joining the community or taking the next step. I've been in the community, but I, I don't really know what this whole inner circle thing is. I hear you guys talking about doing these two live trainings, how it's focused to actually walk me through the process to becoming financially free where my passive income exceeds my monthly expenses. Maybe it's helping me get unstuck and having the conversations after these sort of podcasts to be able to find out from other people what they're doing. So if that's for you, if you're looking to join the inner circle, let me call you in action. Go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle and join us. Be a part of these discussions because that support is so valuable. But we do appreciate you. We do have um, mooey gratitude toward you listening <laughs> to this. That was my attempt at, at a foreign language. That, how'd you guys? Wow, we just went bilingual on this thing. I mean, look, hey, we were talking about South America and North America. I just thought mm -hmm. I had to. 
Is that like pig Latin? What are you? I don't know. Who who knows? I took two years of French, you know, and all I could do is speak English in a French accent. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you would, please take time to share this with someone, like, review. And that's how we're able to be found by other people. And we would uh, enjoy an opportunity to share with them. So as always, have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.